Freelance Corporal is a gamified app that aims to break the cycle of financially illiterate Marines. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Buying a home can be stressful enough, so it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation of military families. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Marine veteran Brandon Childers from Freelance Corporal, founder of Freelance Corporal. Um, great gamified app to help uh, young Marines with budgeting. But before we get to talking about all that, Brandon, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Marine Corps. Joe, thanks for having me. <clears throat> I was a Huey crew chief. Uh, I enlisted as a 17-year-old. Um, from a small town in Georgia, and I, uh, I spent five years, yeah, flying around in Hueys. Yeah. I was with the three six nine, the world famous gunfighters. Awesome. Uh, I did a deployment to Afghanistan in 2013. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love being a crew chief. I love being on Hueys. Everybody knows they're superior to Cobras. We, you know, <laughs> we'll get into that later, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, what a culture. Um, we really, in 2013, uh, you know, we were under the impression Afghanistan was drawing down. It was really competitive to get a slot to go. We mm-hmm. all, we all enlisted for a chance to deploy. Yeah. There's probably 15, 20 crew chiefs that checked into the squadron and, uh, you know, tight group, real good friends but it was fiercely competitive to be the best crew chief so that you got to be one of the ones to deploy. Right. Uh, which is good. I mean, I think it yields great talent, but looking back, it's kind of a funny, funny thing to compete for. Uh, I, I don't see myself doing it now. <laughs> Your typical civilian would be like, you mean you were competing to go to Afghanistan? I thought you'd be competing yeah. not to go to Afghanistan. It's a little bit uh, counterintuitive, but a lot of things in Marine culture are, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, I could have made easily 40 or 50,000 more dollars to do the exact same job in a different uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Navy, the Air, like, there were bonuses to sign on to fly helicopters in other uniforms. Yeah. But something about our poor, jar-headed, crayon-eaten pea brains makes us want to choose a challenge uh, regardless of the consequence Uh well, it's not regardless. I mean, the consequence yeah. is you get dressed blues. You look awesome. You're the, you get to beat your chest the hardest. Uh, <laughs> There's that but, mystique of wanting to do something that's hard and tough that a lot of people don't want to do. Certainly. And uh, especially in a 17 year old Georgian boy's mind. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The uh, So, I mean, it was a lot to learn. I was not in the top half of my high school graduating class the college recruiters wanted nothing to do me do with me, but uh-huh. the military recruiters, they all wanted like, yeah. so like it, it took a while to realize, well, you know, maybe I remember good and well being in high school, not wanting, like, I'm not going to do well in college. I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to make my own decisions for myself. 
uh, yeah, I didn't say it in those words, but I recognized like, I recognized that I needed a structure that I wasn't going to be able to provide for myself. Right. Uh, the military, the military was an obvious channel. And then within that, you know, my macho brain said, these guys do it the best. You got to go be a Marine. So I joined the Marines. Uh, it was, uh, you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into and then it, and it starts to happen. It's very surreal looking back. Uh, just some of the stuff, it just, what you'll you'll never do elsewhere uh <laughs> well, i mean hopefully um True. but uh no well, i'm sure we'll come back to talk more about the marine experience itself but as it started to wind down you know i had a really good five-year plan leaving high school i knew i wanted to be a huey crew chief in the marines and that was about it uh and i did yeah. that like within you know a couple of years I, I reached the goal and then it was like well do I want to re-enlist? Do I want to, that was pretty much it. I was, I was pretty much still on that track of, I'm not ready to make my own decisions. I'm going to, I'm going to keep showing up, getting my haircut and getting the paycheck. Uh, you know, I loved my job. I loved my coworkers. I just wasn't, I didn't have a direction. I didn't have a direction. Right. Um, so I tried to re-enlist while we were deployed. Uh, my reenlistment package got lost. So it was very frustrating going through like all the rigmarole. Uh, ended up to probably be a blessing in disguise. Wasn't not able to reenlist. Um, and so I got out and like I said, directionless. What does everybody else do? Uh, so I stumbled into a community college and I said, what does everybody else do? And they said, well, a lot of people study business. Let's do it. Uh, so, I made it through a semester at a community college. I got good grades, but I still just wasn't, uh, there's no sense of purpose like you're going to have when you're in that uniform right. and just trying to figure out you know, now what I ended up working at the, or I got a job at the veterans resource center at this community college, uh, as an English tutor. Hmm. Um, and I just, uh, the conversations I ended up getting in with these, you know, just like me, uh, a lot of Marines and a lot of transitioning service members coming th to do their first semester in a community college using the GI bill. And, uh, I just loved talking and getting, you know, recognizing the same types of mindset I saw in myself mm -hmm. and like the, the confusion, the frustration, the just longing, for the reason that we used to have. Um, and then, and I never know how to slip this part of the story in, but I started eventually to lose more of my friends to suicide than we lost on that deployment. Mm -hmm. And it really ruffled my feathers that we could be so effective and have such sharp teeth. Uh, but that mental strength that we developed wasn't, redirected uh you know as we get out mm -hmm. uh, you know the once a marine always a marine thing is real i believe that uh for better or for worse but on the worst side like you know if you don't read rechannel all of that potential into and into a direction that the marine believes in it's an awful lot of anger and hate and it's, it's just a lot to internalize. Sure. Uh, 
to, to move back to a community where you don't have a connection to it or a place to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's other kids in community college not think that blood made grass grow. They thought I was crazy. So, you know, like uh, you just grunt kill to everything. Like that doesn't, okay, well, how do I talk here? Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's a steep transition. It hits everybody a little bit differently. And uh, I just, uh, so instead started studying psychology and, you know, learning about conditioning and uh, incentives and rewards versus punishments and resiliency factors. And just all these big questions that I had uh, that I started to get a little bit of exposure, not to the answer, but what might cause something to happen the way that it does. Uh, It was was really uh, eye-opening. I'd never never considered the term philosophy. You know, I graduated high school. I went to the Marines. I learned the core values, but I never sat down or, you know, I never took a class or like contemplated all the different ways that there are to think and why those might occur based on when you're born, where you're born, the resources your parents had when you were, the community you enter based on that upbringing the interests that you develop based on those opportunities is things started to make sense in a new way that eventually became more confusing than original. Cause then now everything I'm, I'm running through this psychology scope of, Oh, well we should, we shouldn't think that it's this. It's, and you take that back to the Marine community where you're trying to learn how to make peace with the world you live in among people that, that are kill raw yeah. blood makes the grass grow. It's like, okay, absolutely. And I remember it and I understand it. Um, but you'd be way better at your job if you, if you could think about it this way. And simultaneously, all these psychologists and uh, therapists and researchers that are really trying to help our community just have no understanding of the real mindset of the person they're trying to help. <laughs> and uh, such valiant efforts, but it's a, a real tail chase if you don't have those insights. Right. And so I just saw an opportunity as a, you know, as a, my junior enlisted background and understanding of this culture and my newfound education and the, the way the, the mind works as we engage in this process, uh, I felt like I could bridge the gap between a suffering community that harms itself faster than the enemy harms us mm-hmm. and the professionals trying to consolidate the resources available and deliver them to the service member in a way that's not only you know attractive and usable, but is broadly distributable and, uh, you know, it's easy to think that there are not resources available for veterans, but I'm afraid it's quite the opposite. There's an oh, abundance yeah. of resources available. There's so many, in fact, that we don't know how to make a choice and we, and we choose not to make a choice, which sucks. Uh, you know, how do we, we have mental strength, mental fortitude, all of the, all of the positive things that we learn and transition into as we go through OCS or boot camp. like we, we become Marines. You're different. Uh, and uh, you know, it's what we chose but for better or for worse. But now what switches do we flip back to make us, you know, actually serve 
the society and the community that we set out to serve. You know, you want to be able to fit in and mesh with that community and provide value in a way that is fulfilling to you uh, and doesn't make you feel like the, the whack job, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for the things you've done. And, you know, uh, this is, uh, I'll wrap it up here in a second, but that's kind of what kicked off my research is they yeah. told me that I had an advantage getting a job as a veteran. Like, Oh, just say that you're a veteran. They'll want to hire you. And I said, <laughs> if you knew what I knew, you may not feel that way. I agree. You, we should, definitely hire veterans. We should invest in the skill bridge programs that converts the service oriented, absolute skill these people have, but it needs to be repackaged to fit into the the world that they protect. And Mm -hmm. right now in our volunteer fighting force of, you know, of 1% of our country that defends the nation, there's so much communication that has to happen between that 1% sliver and the other 99% that I know appreciates, appreciates us so dearly, but just does not have an understanding of what that appreciation entails. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the reason most, I don't know if most, it's a fair term, but the reason there's so much struggle with transition is because the military members and even the civilian community trying to help they don't understand really what the psychological factors are. They don't know what their, the psychological factors they're dealing with. Um, we're not talking about like actual mental problems. We're just talking about socioeconomic, cultural type psychological things that are happening. Um, and guys are getting blindsided when they get out, uh, misconceptions. Uh, sometimes there's, um, a sense of entitlement from a lot of veterans. Um, a lot of companies, corporations, they, they say one thing, but then the HR people are in charge of doing the hiring and the HR people are oftentimes younger than the, than the military guys getting out. And, and there's no connection and there with HR people at all. Um, no connection. And the service member has spent the last between four and 20 years without a name tag, just serving on a team, getting the job done and uh, a lot of times, like you said, these people struggle to sell themselves. They come across as pretentious and alpha and like a, the type of person you wouldn't want to work with. Mm-hmm. Or they come across as, you know, staring at their shoes like, oh, you know, I didn't really. No, man, you, you hugely contributed to an enormously important mission. Uh, but yeah. you know, self-promotion. Self-promotion yeah. in the military is frowned upon. So, yeah. Military, so how are you supposed to sell yourself yeah. in our capitalist, you know, the, it's in not the, a comfortable the, thing for military people to do. Yeah. Um, so, and, and again, you can, we can teach people how to do anything. I shot machine guns out of a helicopter. It was quite a complex task that I learned how to do. I know that they could, I could be taught how to fit in to, you know, it's not to say that anybody can learn. I believe that anybody can learn how to do anything, but more importantly, people have skills and interests and they need to be able to be equipped with the resources to seek and become appetitive in, uh, in seeking what they want to do rather than the aversive, like fearful, like avoidant type behaviors that we tend to find in this culture where you spend so much time trying not to get yelled at. Uh, like 
I know that I have questions that if answered, I would be able to perform my job better, but I also know I'm not allowed to ask. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to drink 12 beers when I get off tonight because it's the only venting option I have. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Uh, Hey, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, but um, everything that we were talking about leading up to the, you know, everything we're talking about so far, this psychological transformation and the psychological awareness that you've discovered post Marine Corps led you to come up with the idea for the app freelance corporal, which is a gamified budgeting app. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about freelance corporal and how all this um, psychological knowledge that you'd built up several years ago to school after you got out how you came back, uh, to solving a problem that exists not only just in the Marine Corps, but the entire military, which is young military folks just being a financial disaster. <laughs> it's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. We all know it. So we get, when we come back, we're going to start addressing that. All right. Stand by. With all the PCS moves over the years, we've bought and sold many houses and we've used Navy federal many times for a home mortgage. They've always been professional and great to work with and they get the military. So you don't have to explain certain things to them about military pay and the VA loan. Navy Federal Credit Union is here to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. Buying a home can be stressful enough, so it's great to work with a lender who already understands the special situation of military families. They offer mortgage options with zero down payment, so you don't need to wait years to save. They offer mortgage options that don't require private mortgage insurance, so you'll save money each month. Members save $2,500 on average when they choose Navy Federal for their mortgage. And they're a top VA home lender. So check them out. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. All right, back talking with Brandon Childers from Freelance Corporal. So Brandon, um, before the break, we were talking about this, this, basically a psychological lead up to you coming up with a solution to a problem, which is uh, military especially young military kid finance problems. Um, we met recently up at Mill Money Con. So uh, our friend Lacey Langford, who's a uh, military financial counselor. Uh, Mill Money Con was essentially a conference full of military financial counselors, certified financial planners, all, all that stuff. Um, it was her great first conference that she'd put on. It was great. Glad to be there. And, and we, we were both able to, come up there Incredible and present pitch. and meet a lot of yeah. great people and everything. So we got, you and I got to talking because when you, your intro of uh, uh, trying to dig on Cobra guys, a lot of people may not realize that in the Marine Corps, <laughs> Hueys and Cobras are in the same squadron. So we, we were both, at, we've both been stationed at Camp Pendleton. We've both walked a lot of the same dirt. We know a lot of the same people we were in, you know, we, you and I were not physically in same squadron together, but we've all been in those same squadrons the same over the years. Same, yeah, same helicopters and same mentality, same way of doing things. So we definitely uh, were very relatable. Um, talk about talking about good old times quick, up there yeah. at the conference. Yeah, we, we 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 speak the same language. So, um, and you showed me the the freelance corporal app, and I was just like, wow, that's that's like genius. Like it's so simple. It's it's genius, and it it, it you simplified it down to the Lance Corporal mentality um, where 
you know, cause a lot of, a lot of these young guys, they get hit with all these grandiose ideas and everything. You're like, no, this is, this is it right here. This is, this is your pay. Subtract out these things here. This is what you're going to save thrift savings plan. You even have a column, you even have a line line item for beer, um, which is brilliant. And then <laughs> this is how much you got left. And you break it down to this, is how much extra money you have per day. If you spend any more than this per day, you're in the hole. And then, and then, so talk a little bit about the app, um, like where the idea came from and how it works and how you gamify it, where you can compete with your fellow Lance corporals and other folks on savings goals and everything. Sure. <clears throat> so the, uh, at military money con, uh, one of the themes, uh, and like we're talking about before the break, there's so many awesome people working so hard to help a population that we just probably don't understand as well as we think we do. It's really hard to convince somebody that doesn't think they're going to live to see the end of the week to save money for 10 years from now. There's just no connection. Mm -hmm. And if you can't build that gap, it's just a real uphill battle. So um, I had, my first idea of how we could change the way we think about our resources came from just think I was camping. I was getting ready for graduate school and I took all my required readings. Uh, I was, I was in a hammock. I was just reading stacks of business books in the desert. And I read a line about like Excel and, you know, spreadsheets isn't second nature to everybody. You know, like mm-hmm. you kind of have to, to learn how to, you know, a lot of people have to learn how to make sense of these numbers that's the only way our banking information is presented to us. You know, uh, we don't balance checkbooks anymore. We get on our phone, we swipe through literally an Excel sheet. Uh, and there's a, a couple numbers at the top. Sometimes it's a green number and a lot of times it's a red number. Uh, well, if you don't understand, I don't, I don't understand. if you're not energized by looking at data in a spreadsheet, maybe we don't have a good sense of how this money is moving and especially in a world where we don't touch it, it's all plastic. How do you make any sense of what we've got? Mm-hmm. This led me towards the exponential growth bias, uh, which uh, you know, people, we think linearly until we learn how to think exponentially. Um, just, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a number of ways to test it, uh, but like across the board, most people, when they approach a problem, they come up with a linear solution. Sure. Well, we know good and well in finance, uh, you know, this, we have compounding interest rates. That's not a linear equation, but guess what? I didn't learn how to do that in high school and I make just enough money to qualify for this loan. And I want that Mustang. Where do I sign? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't understand, if one doesn't understand exponential growth bias as it pertains to savings, that person also doesn't understand how it applies to their debts. Right. So if you've got one line of your total resources, you know, we want that to be in the positive, especially in a group of people that spend four years, they earn a hundred thousand dollars across four years where they live for free. They eat for free. They do their laundry for free. And then what are the resources left over when this experience is over? Well, I'm afraid most, there's a lot of debt. Uh, now, why? Why is this? How do we learn how to 
brush our teeth and tie our shoes and, and learn this entire, everything in this culture. And nobody, not to say nobody, there is finance, there's finance classes, you know, mm-hmm. they're mandatory and you sit through them, but there's no stickiness. There's no yeah. interest. It's being forced in, on you. you. You have no interest or understand what. In it. What's in it for you. Yeah. And it, again, it, per, it's perplexing because everybody wants more money generally. Like, you know, that's what people want money. So if you're presented with an opportunity to learn how to acquire more of it, why wouldn't that be more exciting than a movie? Mm -hmm. But no, it it puts people to sleep. Like where's the disconnect between our desire and our ability to acquire it. Now, maybe it has to do with all of the, the mental strength into determining what to trust, what's deceptive, what's like, what's good advice versus the advice this person's giving me. Mm-hmm. There's so much back to choice overload. Oh my goodness. What do I do? Well, now I'm probably not going to live to see next week anyway. Let's just go back to the bar gang. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the, that's the playing field. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look back and say there's something wrong with it now. But when I was on that field and I had the hat on, you weren't going to talk me out of it. You've mm-hmm. got to meet the person where they're at. Uh, so and unfortunately, unfortunately, it, it isn't no money con. Not everybody's interested in, in this realm. Right. But the connections made it no money con can have a conversation about how to do this better and get what we're trying to do, not only into their hands, but in their hands in a way that excites them and makes them want to engage with it. Oh, yeah. Enter psychology. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunity to reward good behaviors in place of punishing bad behaviors. Um, this is uh, yeah, kind of what the Marine Corps thrives off of mm-hmm. the, the mass punishment and like the, the fear of what's going to happen if you don't get the job done. Mm-hmm. It's very rarely a huge reward for a success and Marine Corps is awesome at what it does. Uh, you know, as, as it's mission states, you know, but what's the, what's the bigger picture? What's the point of being good at our job? If, if we have no survivability in our own selves after it's over, like what, how do we approach this more holistically? Mm -hmm. Um, So the carrot on the stick, I, I found that, you know, you can do all the math, for the Marine. Uh, you, we know how much they get paid. Uh, we know about how much they spend. What we don't know is when each individual Marine gets out, but if you can find them, they know. So that's what the app does. Like, Hey Marine, when's your EAS date or when's the day you get out of the military? And they'll say June 20th, 2024. And I'll say, great. Uh, the algorithm does everything. It tells you how many days you have left it calculates about how much you spend on your car, your insurance, your beer, your cell phone in a month. And then, like you said, we subtract those expenses from the income and divide it by the amount of days they have left. And then we give them a very simple look. You've got about $20 of of disposable income to blow per day. Uh, You can blow it, you can save it. It doesn't matter. But at the end of your enlistment, you know, if you make a plan and stick to it, you could get out with $55,000 or 
you can just passively drink all of that away and get out with nothing and re-enlist to pay off the Mustang like we've seen time and time again. Right. Um, and it, it's just, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. And you know, it's probably, when I saw your app and I, I looked at that, you know, it's basically like a, a one column spreadsheet with about 10 or 12 entries on it and color coded and all that. But none of these guys have probably thought that through and figured out, Oh, I got two years left on a four year enlistment. If I do this, this, and this, I can have 50 grand sure. in investments or savings, whatever, when I get out, they've never even thought about it in those terms. So many Marines have the EAS countdown app that when I was in, I had, it was a game and they, it was a percentage you've completed 34% like every day. It was, it's like getting on the scale every day, by the way, if you're still in, I do not recommend counting your days down one by one. It's, it's hard to do. <laughs> but the other thing I would always do is look ahead. Like, okay, I get out in six months and I want to have a six month rent cushion to live in Los Angeles. When I get out and go to college, I'm going to need X amount of dollars. So that was the, that was the, the proven concept. The, the MVP was to just get that simple spreadsheet online and make an interactive place for young devil dogs to go punch in their numbers and get some interactive feedback on what their future could look like if they made and stuck to a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, once we had that, uh, I wanted to gamify it and make it interactive, uh, to where people wanted to keep track of this goal on a daily basis. And again, uh, in, in money psychology, how do people think about money? Like now, when's the last time you, do you balance a checkbook? Do not you, anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. You not probably anymore. used to. I used to. A lot of people of have never even balanced one. The, the younger folks have never even gone. I don't think any of our four kids even have a checkbook. Right. They, <laughs> so like the, the terms we use to discuss money are antiquated. We don't mm. break the bank. We don't balance a checkbook. We swipe plastic and live in debt. Okay. Yeah. So, and the difficult part psychologically is, this is more comfortable. It's more fun. I don't, that, those are future me problems. I got a credit card. I'm at the, like, so how are you supposed to take somebody that's just living it up and say, Hey, this isn't sustainable. Like uh, traditionally it's, it's, that's difficult. You're not just going to intervene and say, Hey, stop. Mm -hmm. uh, even in the Marines where we bark orders and they're like, it just doesn't happen. Uh, so we've got to back into the problem and, and look at it differently how do we make this something that people want to do and what would make them want to do it? So using that daily budgetary goal, which for everybody is different. Maybe mine is 25 bucks a day. Maybe yours is $42 a day. And maybe there's a PFC and it's $12 a day. Okay. We all have different levels of income, but we all have a budget that we need to stick to. And if we don't, we're going to be in the hole. That's the game. Now each day on the app, I'll say, did you, did you make your goal? Did you miss your goal or were you somewhere in between? Uh, it's a five point scale where three is I met my goal. Uh, you go way over, way under, little over, little under. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Log it. Be active. Some days you'll go over, some days you'll go under, just like a diet. Mm -hmm. How many calories did you have? Mm -hmm. I don't care. If you're counting, you're probably healthier than the person that isn't. Right. So that was the basis. And if we can get active thought brought to budgeting, 
my hypothesis is the rest of the problems go on to solve themselves because we're bringing active thought to the health process where, you know, like when you're in the Marines, for me, I'm speaking on myself. I did not PT because I loved to have a six pack. Uh, I PT because I was told to, and very secondarily to be in shape for the war. Okay. <laughs> now, after I get out of the military, I'm not being told to, and I don't have a war to fight. I'm not going to gravitate towards running. I didn't like it. I was doing it because I had to. Right. If the Marine Corps, however, could could cultivate in my mind and not to say they didn't try, they do try. Like you're better off when you exercise, you're healthier across the board. Yeah. Obviously it's the same for money. Like if you're better off, if you have more money, you can help more people. You can do things you want to do. Okay. Well that understanding doesn't inherently fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Not uh, so again, how do we guide the person to where we want them to be? Uh, not, not where we want them to be, where they want to be. And that's the question. Do they know where they want to be? Have they given any thought? Have they been taught how to think about it? And I'm afraid the overwhelming answer traditionally has been no. Um, however, and taking a thoughtful approach to, to this, everybody's got a different budget and everybody like it's a problem if everybody's overspending right now, a lot of people are overspending with absolutely no insight to how much they have to spend in the first place and no real incentive to start paying attention. Mm-hmm. This is a problem globally, nationally, state, county, city, where n- none of those can be overcome until we have a way to incentivize individual accountability. So wrap this all up every day. You submit whether or not you met your goal. And when you do, you get a raffle ticket. Every once in a while, I'll draw one, give out a prize. And at the end of the month, I'll draw one and give away a big prize. This took the slot machine mechanics and said, like, hey, random awards are fun. Uh, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know how big it's going to be, but I want to be there in case it hits. But instead of taking a quarter, I want to take, did you meet your goal? Did you not meet your goal? I don't care. Are you you participating? Um, And I think that just by bringing people into that community of active health thought, is going to have benefits, you know, if, if you're t- paying attention to your, your physical wellness and your mental well-being and your financially, uh, it's, it's easier to do when you're, when you're engaged in one, you're more likely to be engaged in all. I'm not going to diet if I'm not exercising, right. but if I have a reason to do one, then maybe I'll do all. And I think this is a good opportunity to bring, thought to the chance that you might live 10 more years, devil dog. Like what <laughs> if you're still alive when you're 30, yeah. how much money would you want to have? Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. So how do we find, uh, how do we find freelance corporal? So you can Google or, uh, you know, type in freelancecorporal.com. You can go to the app store and look for free LCPL or any of the socials is a uh, free LCPL. <clears throat> so does, is it actually a legit app on the app store? It is an app. Uh, we're available on Android and Apple or uh, yeah. the iStore. Um, yeah, we've got uh, several thousand Marines using and engaging with the app. Uh, we, we did a pilot study. We gave away 500 bucks. Um, we got pretty good participation and we demonstrated uh, in the treatment group that the people that used our app had more money to spend at the end of the month. Um, awesome. so every, 
yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the I firmly believe the science is here. Now it's a matter of building it and uh, demonstrating it. And um, I really, I just think it has such positive potential to build the choice architecture network to help that 17 year old uh, on the yellow footprints find their way to a vocation that matters to them after they inevitably get out of the military, Mm -hmm. because everybody in the military eventually should become a civilian Uh, with the exception of the tragic cases that we mourn everybody else, the vast majority of us will take the uniform off. Then what? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mean, it's the, if we could all hang up our hats and retire tomorrow, what would happen? Yeah. It'd probably be boring. You've got to have interests and desires and resources to pursue them. And I believe that these all exist. They're just not organized. Right. Um, Yeah. And you know, your your app is very simple. Um, Like when you download the app, you look at it. I think you said it, it defaults to Lance Corporal pay at the top. Yeah. And then you just go line by line, like you mentioned earlier, where your typical things like your car payment, your cell phone payment, there's a, there's a line item for beer um, and any of the other standard, how much you might, you know, food uh, expenditures, that kind of thing. And then you've also got uh, some thrift savings plan lines in there for, they can start, you know, start pulling aside and, and whatever the matching may be um, yeah. is all figured in there. So it's pretty cool how you do it. And it's, you know, it's very simple and, and the gamified part of it. So you, you can actually, um, like if you're in a particular unit, you can, you can identify in that unit and then like other people in the unit, you can see each other if you choose to do so, things like that also. So yeah, in the app, there are, you know, you can make group pages. Um, and the big thing on this is before the break, there's so many questions that I have that I would be able to do my job better if I could get a semi straight answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't ask those questions here. Shut up, stay in line, get your job done. And that's fine. That's great. I was very fortunate to encounter some awesome mentors that took me under their wing kind of and showed me the culture of the, of the company I was working in. Hey, this is what we say. This is what we don't say. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Great. Now I know how to fit in. If you don't have a good mentor and you never get that goodness of fit in what you're trying to do, and you don't understand why you're doing it. And you don't think that you're going to live to see next week. And don't like, it's just not a good package. We can provide some clarity to some difficult questions and just keep the heads on straight of the people that are already working so hard without a direction of their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if there's anything we can do, it's to pile into a team and move the team in the direction they want to go. Um, but again, once you inevitably separate from that team and transition into civilianhood with the mindset that you're still once and always a Marine, you see the direction they're going and you miss it. Like I, you, you long for it, but your direction doesn't currently align with that. Like you want to help support it, but what do I do now? Uh, so I, I just, there's better ways to connect the resources that we have. And it, it's, it boils down to communication. We've got to be able to communicate our intents better so that we can, you know, you know, nothing's possible without trust and communication. 
Um, so I think that the camaraderie and trust and like, there are feelings that you get in the military that you cannot find elsewhere. Um, and there's such magical, powerful feelings that it's so frustrating to me when anything in that realm fails, like, look how capable we were. What did we miscommunicate? Um, right. so I just, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so we are getting close to the end of our time here, Brandon. Um, sure. Let me give you the last word. So, some of the lessons learned, things um, as you started, got started on freelance corporal. Um, if somebody out there has an idea that they want to act on, and you could go back to what where you were at and what you were thinking when you started uh, your sure. entrepreneurial venture, what kind of things come to mind? What kind of advice would you have for them? Yeah. Um, write it down. First and foremost, like if you have an idea, write it down, put it in your wallet, keep it in a notebook, just, uh, hold yourself accountable. Uh, you know, any service member listening, but especially the Marines, you're very capable. Uh, don't let anything convince you what you can or can't do. Um, you know, you, you gotta, be wary and skeptical and curious enough to ask the big questions, but confident enough in yourself to know that they're the ones that need to be asked. Um, you know, and if you can look around and identify problems and struggles that you think you can make an impact in, is it not your duty to try? That's how I felt. Um, now again, this that can be burdensome. Uh, but the biggest piece of advice is, Find a community that fosters uh, and supports your idea. And if I could take a moment to plug Bunker Labs here, sure. uh, they've been huge, 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 huge. Um, you know, I, I got an advanced degree in psychology and I had stars in my eyes for the business I could start leaving that school. But when I was introduced to reality and where business really takes place, um, yeah. What, what, what different scenes between the lab and the world. Um, so bunker labs is a community of veteran entrepreneurs, uh, in all stages, uh, from the idea to, you know, full, full flourishing businesses in every realm of industry. Um, it's, a you know, it's a, it's a competitive, uh, application based, uh, incubator cohort, um, across 40 cities, um, and you know, there's in-person meetups, but there's also these virtual meetings and every week bunker lab meets up and we discuss what am I doing this week? What do I want to do next week? You know, if I'm honest with myself, why did I, you know, what's going on? What did I learn? Uh, what's my business best? What's my personal best? And what's a shout out? Like those are the six things we go, six things we go through every week and, just the accountability of being around fellow entrepreneurs that are struggling. Mm -hmm. And again, across industry, whether it's a horse farm or, you know, like a, you name an industry, you name a job there, there's a veteran out there doing it, struggling with it and loving the process. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the barracks right now, if you're on a bus on the way to Jacksonville right now, you know, wherever you are in this process, you've got to be curious uh, and you've got to get out and, you know, it's the same way you sought the adventure of boot camp, seek the adventure of your next, uh, you know, 
what you, what you do for whether it's four years or 20 years, uh, that's, it's not the entirety of your life. There's so much more that you have to contribute than hiking up that flagpole. Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think yeah. that's the, if there's anything I could just take my armor off and bear to all of, you know, whether it's a general listening or a private, like you're a person and you're very capable and you have support and you have the care of if nobody else, your fellow service members and, um, you know, you've, you've got good ideas we'd like to see come to fruition. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And now the point is get them on the stage, uh, get them, get them the opportunity and know the pipelines are open reach out. Everybody's here to help. Please uh, ask for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for your sharing your entrepreneurial success story. You're kind of at the beginning stages of the freelance corporal app, but you got some good things in, in, in work right now. Um, looking forward to seeing your future success and how much all that can grow. So thanks for being here and sharing your entrepreneurial success story. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for the, the connections. And I'm so glad to have uh, met you at No Money Con and you very bet. excited for these upcoming years. There's a, a definite renaissance in this, in this realm. A lot of good people coming together, doing good work. You bet. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Joe. These two Marines are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.